0: Guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. We're coming down the home stretch here of our Africa series. In this episode, we sat down with Doug Haywood of Malopo Kalahari Safaris. Uh, Doug has been hunting in Africa for over a dozen years and he's quite accomplished. He's taken over 40 different species with the bow over on the Dark Continent. Um, he tells us a couple of hunting stories and uh, some that went great and some others that didn't go so great if he hadn't been prepared uh he tells us a story of an impromptu frontal shot on a cape buffalo i think you guys are going to want to listen to that one uh he actually got it on video and i will put the link down in the show notes for you guys to check it out there um, as always, we appreciate the support. If you like the content, please drop us a quick review on iTunes and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, we also have some more new merch up on the website. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, check it out at lethalpodcast.com and order you some uh, gear from us. It really helps us keep this thing going. So without further ado, here's Doug Haywood with Malopo Kalahari Safaris. There we go. Uh, okay, Doug Haywood. Haywood, Haywood, hey Haywood, okay, Doug Haywood, uh, um, hanging out with us, sitting in the Grizzly Stick booth uh, here at Dallas Safari Club Convention. Uh, you are a PH uh, out in South Africa, right?
1: I'm an agent for Molopo Kalahari Safaris okay. here in the United States. Okay. Um, I go to South Africa, take clients with me every year, been doing that since 07.
0: Cool. So in South Africa, you kind of have like your pick of the litter for stuff that you can hunt there, right?
1: Uh, you can hunt anything from, you know, blue diker that weighs about three pounds to, you know, an elephant. Yeah. And anything in between. Yeah.
0: Yeah. South Africa, at least from what I'm uh, being educated on in the African hunting community is kind of, is like the, the real hot spot where everyone, it's a good place to get yeah. your feet wet. If yeah. you're, if you're, if you're going to Africa for the first time, what good outfits there and, uh, um, uh, it's pretty easy to fly into from what I understand, uh, uh, for, cause South Africa is a pretty populated country from what from what yeah
1: johannesburg is pretty easy to get in and out of yeah um and there's you know there's a ton of species down there and a lot of opportunity and that's that's the nice thing about hunting down africa is if you blow a hunt or you blow a stock it's no big deal
0: 40 minutes later 30 minutes later you're on another one yeah that's cool that's cool so how do you how did you get into the african hunting community I had a buddy of mine one day
1: um, back in 06, um, might have been 07, yeah, it was in the beginning of 06, 06 07 turn, he was over fighting in the war, mm-hmm. he had sent me a check for $5,000, and he said, let's go to Africa. All right. Uh, you you do twist it. my arm like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you organize it, I can't organize it, I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were going to go with something safe, and I went to a sportsman show up in Pennsylvania, the Harrisburg Sports and Good, Sporting Goods Show talked to 80 outfitters got to the end of the day and i said i want to go back and talk to one guy yeah mm-hmm. and of course it's a half a mile away you know i, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked back over to so him. there's five minutes left in the day and, and me and him sit down and rudolph grotner and we sit down and we start talking and um i told him i i think i'm gonna take a chance and so i text my buddy and i said hey i got this outfitter called uh, Molopo Kalahari safaris you're willing to take a chance. The best hunting decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Um, and that was in 07. So we booked in 07. Went in the fall of 07. I booked my second hunt before I left. Uh, he was having some issues with his, his American agent between my second and my third year. I told him anything I can do to help out, let me know. And at the end of the third year of going over, I became his American agent. There you go. And I've shot. I've got over 40 species with a bow uh, in Africa and hunted everywhere from Uganda, south, and, you know, a number of different countries.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said you were you were fighting fighting. Where were you in the service at the time? Uh, or, he or, was
1: over in Iraq. Okay, yeah, he Got was it. over well, in Iraq. Gotcha. I, was sent, I was here okay,
0: in the states. Gotcha. Okay, now I'm connecting. I thought, yeah. So he sent you the check to get it organized. Got it. Okay, yeah, making sense now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, probably in about the same time. I I'm Directly afterwards, I'm listed in 08. but yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> It can be tough to schedule stuff with a PH, and it just goes to show how important it is to you know sit down and have conversations with these outfitters before you pull the trigger on anything.
1: Yeah, and it's scary. I mean, you know, most of the outfitters are you know are, are good folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. but there but there's always that you know that apple in the in the cart that's not quite ripe, right, you know, or yeah, a right. little bit rotten and. Uh, you know, when you're spending somebody else's money who's uh, over there serving your yeah. country, it's you want to make sure you get the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm.
0: you know, as I said earlier, it was the best hunting decision I've ever made in my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, so are you, are you over there? H- how often are you over there? Um, I go over every year. Okay. Um, I do at least 10 days every
1: year over there. Uh, I take clients. Mm-hmm. I go by myself. It just all depends on the year and sure. depends on the clients. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I'm 100% bow hunting. My first year, I shot. I was on a package deal. I shot two animals with a rifle, and the other six, I shot or five, I shot with a with bow. Mm-hmm. And after that, I've never I've never gone back to the rifle.
0: It's hard to go back once you have that intimacy with a bow, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and the funny thing was that I didn't tell my Rudolph this, but you know, we were sitting in the stand the first or the second night. I think it was the first night we were sitting in the stand and. Blue Willoughbeast came in, and he said, take it. And so I pulled up and shot it and took it, and then we were over there and giving high fives. About three days later, I told him, I said, you realize that was the first animal I've ever killed with a bow? Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Man, laughs> that's a heck of a start. So I
0: started in Africa with a bow, and, uh, you know, I just love Africa with yeah, a bow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think people understand how big wildebeest are. They're oh, like yeah. they're like six, 700 pounds. Yeah, they're, they're bigger.
1: I mean, body size, they're... Pro- they're probably close to an elk in yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean it's yeah
0: and they killed mufasa which makes me or, uh, um, uh, not mufasa uh, you, yeah mufasa yeah they killed mufasa just so sad uh, so <laughs> uh, um, so what what is uh, what is your outfit kind of like do you guys have like a specialty or like something that you you really like to do or, or your clients like to like to hunt Yeah. Um, the pH uh,
1: Rudolph is a big time bow hunter, so you know you're hunting behind a bow hunter. He, they own their own land, um, and so they've got they've got their property set up for bow hunting. Right. I do probably sixty five to seventy percent of my hunting is spotting and stocking. Oh wow! Yeah, that's and cool. So um, you know, it puts an extra challenge on there. Yeah. and You know, an extra bit of uh, you know extra bit of work. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really like to do is, you know, I'm trying to there's a, a list called African 80 mm-hmm. which I'm trying to I'm trying to achieve. Right. Uh, with a bow. And so a lot of those are small animals. And, yeah. I, and that's what I enjoy hunting. Yeah. I like, I enjoy hunting the small animals as well as the large animals. Right. But the challenge of, you know, trying to you know spot and stalk on an animal that weighs five pounds or eight pounds (laughs) it can be it can be quite a challenge because everything wants to eat them in Africa yes Yes. yeah Yeah. and so uh, they're quite leery but uh again then on the bigger animals like the buffalo you know it's a challenge yeah I mean it's a challenge to you know not only shoot a buffalo but shoot the right buffalo yeah I mean we we hunted I think I shot my buffalo on day six um and I had shot opportunities every single day, but I was trying to get what I wanted in the quality right of buffalo,
0: and so we just kept pushing and kept hunting until we got to the right animal. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, obviously, you, you before we we before we started recording, you shared some stories that uh, uh, with grizzly stick products that have definitely worked out in your favor. Uh, have you have you been able to guide on many hunts where they've been using grizzly stick tackle?
1: Yeah. What? Um, it was probably. Probably six years ago five or six years ago um, I was here at Dallas Safari Club I came over and talked with uh, Grizzly sticks and you know told him hey I'm planning a, a buffalo hunt you know I want to go over there with the right equipment because right equipment right equipment is almost as important if not more important than the perfect outfitter yeah you know and so if you don't have the right equipment you can ruin your whole trip yeah. And so uh, I went over and talked to the guys at Grizzly Stick, and I told them what I wanted to do. And they, they set me up with their 950-grain uh, setup with an mm-hmm. Ashby broadhead Buffalo on it. Buffalo Medicine. Si- yep. Single-bevel single broadhead. Um, you know, they took my measurements, and I told them what I, what I wanted to do. And, and I got home, and a couple of weeks later, I had this package in the mail of these things that felt like I was throwing broomsticks across, <laughs> the, you know, across the, to the target. And, um, you know, I started shooting them at target and I was blowing through my targets (laughs) because of all the, you know, all the weight on these arrows. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I started at 70 pounds, uh, was shooting Matthew's monster. That was an 80 pound bow. And Mm -hmm. what I did is I just go out every day and I'd shoot 40 rounds or 40 arrows then the next, I'd do that for a week, and then I would take a crank, and I'd crank it a quarter crank,
2: mm-hmm. and and <laughs> then slowly work yourself. The next up. week
1: I shot, you know, do forty with that, and then I and all of a sudden I was cranked out. Yeah. You know? and so I was shooting eighty pounds; it wasn't an issue pulling it back. It was just as if I was shooting seventy pounds. It yep. took me a couple of months to get to that point. Um, and then just you know tuned in the arrows, tuned in the bow. They tuned up real easy. They they shot you know the fill tips and the. Um, the broadheads shot identical. Yeah. Uh, very, very little. I mean, maybe, a, you know, just a, a little bit of a you know, a tweak, but, yeah. you know, that was it. I mean, yeah. they were almost identical. And then we went on the buffalo hunt, and um, on that buffalo hunt, you know, I, again, I think it was like day five or day six, you know, we finally got to the buffalo and got the buffalo in the position that we wanted, and... We got into him, and we saw him, and so we parked the truck about a half mile, three-quarters of a mile away, and we walked back into him with the wind and the sun in our favor, and we got in the shade, and as soon as we got to where we could see him, he was about 60 yards away, Mm -hmm. 50 yards away. All of a sudden, he gets up, and he looks around at us. (laughs) He looks around, not at us, but he looks around, and he's looking for shade, Mm. and we're standing in the only shade there is (laughs) for for 200 yards. (laughs) but he doesn't see us. And so he's looking around and he spots the shade and then he starts grazing to us. And as he's grazing to us, you know, Rudolph leaned over to me and he said, uh, he's coming and he's coming right here where we're standing. <laughs> you started to put the pieces together. What's <laughs> and, gonna to um, he said, uh, he said, be ready. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when to shoot. And so he kept coming and he was coming straight on to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rudolph was comfortable with my shooting because I was shooting, you know, three, four hundred arrows a week. Right. Yeah. You know, and so he was comfortable with my shooting. I was comfortable with my shooting. He, he leaned over and he said, you take a frontal. And I said, <laughs> sure. I <laughs> said, where do you want me to hit? And he said, you know, hit about an inch or inch or two below the his uh, sh- his chin. I said, OK. And he said he'll stop in just a second. And when he stopped, he was at 20 yards. um, <sighs> <laughs> sitting there eating on some grass, and then um, he said, go ahead. And so, when I pulled back, he saw he saw some movement, and yep. so he stopped eating, and he lifted his head up. Like, perfect. perfect. And then when he lifted <laughs> his head up, I, I I released the arrow, and as I released the arrow, it hit the animal and just disappeared. The whole arrow <laughs> and everything, gone. Yep. And we were like, what in the heck happened? And Rudolph's over there giving me five, and I was like, where's the arrow? Because no, no fletching, nothing. Yeah and i and he said great shot and so the buffalo went about 15 yards 20 yards and then turned broadside and he said run another one through him so on that one i knocked another arrow and i pulled it back and i ran that arrow through him and that arrow i I could physically watch that arrow the first arrow i saw it but i wasn't quite sure where i was hitting second arrow i went through both shoulders um, with it and so he's like okay we're done he's (laughs) we're done and that uh buffalo walked another 15 yards hit the ground moaned and was stole cold dead within two minutes Yeah, from the from the first from the first arrow yeah so we go up to him and uh we got all this on video if you just uh if you look for on youtube for uh yeah, yeah. Where can people find it? Uh, you can find it on YouTube. If or you find it on YouTube, just type in uh, frontal Cape Buffalo Africa with a bow, and it'll come up. Or you can also go to um, to the website. Okay. Cool. Uh, and it's on the website I'll as well. I'll find the YouTube
0: video, and I'll put it in the description for the listeners. Uh, if you check the description, I'll, I'll have the link in there straight to the YouTube video, and they can check it out
1: there. Yeah, and uh, they've got it on their website. They run it every, every once in a while on Sweet. on, on, on uh, their website as well, the grizzly stick does. And so um, we get up to this animal, and I've hit him dead center in between the front two shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I just nicked just nicked his uh, his chin just shaved, a little bit the hair just, off his chinny, chin I just chinny. put a little slit <laughs> just a little slit on it but anyway you know the arrow was gone and you know so we were thinking oh yeah you know he's probably just right inside the skin you know yeah. not an issue and uh, the other arrow you know was definitely a double you know uh, uh, to the heart area so we felt good about it we got it loaded up and got it back to the the skinning shack and when they skinned it out that the frontal shot, it stopped at the nutsack. <laughs> and the only reason I think it stopped at the nutsack is it hit that backbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if it would have just been, you know, three-quarters of an inch to the left or right, whichever way it was, that uh, it would have gone all the way through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it had, I mean, it had gone all the way through, yeah. and the only thing that stopped it was that's getting to that be, backbone.
0: That's got to be six 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 and a half foot of penetration.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was at least... Yeah, at least six foot. Yeah, you know, I mean, from tip to tip, it was at probably seven, yeah. seven foot, maybe oh, seven and a half foot of penetration, <laughs> and um, it had gone right through the center of the heart. And then uh, the second shot through both shoulders, it went through both shoulders, um, and he broke it off on the far shoulder mm-hmm. uh, when he when he when he moved, he broke he broke it off on the far shoulder, but um, and it was right through the heart as well. Yeah, and cold dead two minutes. Uh, didn't have no. There was zero tracking involved. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, he went. Yeah, you know, he went forty yards, thirty, forty yards. That's and awesome. that was it. That's awesome. And, uh, and that from that moment on, you know, I I've heard everything about Grizzly Sticks before, and I talked to the guys, and you know, I'm a pretty. I take people on face value quite yeah, a bit, sure. and uh, but from that moment on, I was I was a firm believer.
0: Yeah, and yeah. um. You know, I've used, I've used their products ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and so, and that's a great story of what, especially, especially that first shot sounds like a, an incredible shot and things went to plan. Granted, I, I guess maybe not everyone plans to take a frontal shot on a Cape Buffalo, but, uh, but wasn't my are, plan. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, especially not that close. Yeah, so like, but, okay. Yeah. No, yeah 20 <laughs> yards. Whew, my goodness. Uh, you were, you were sharing a story earlier about uh, a shot that didn't go as planned, but you still had good success with it. What, what was the name of that species again? Uh, sitatunga. Okay.
1: So uh, sitatunga, they're located up uh, up by the equator. We were up in Uganda hunting sitatunga, and a sitatunga is. Um, it's a water-based animal. They live pretty much on papaya. Or they're called papayas. They're like mm-hmm. a floating, mm-hmm. like a floating bog. Yeah, and they live yeah. on them, and they got these toenails that are like eight inches long on Whoa. each. Yeah, they're really long toenails, so that they can they can prance on top of the prance on top of the water. And so That's you're weird. you're hunting them in a swamp. Yeah, and you know with a rifle, okay, two hundred yards, boom, no biggie. Yeah, oh, a little with different. A grab story. A bow. It's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so what they do on these, uh, they cut out these paths, uh, mishangas, I think, is what they call them, but they're about about 70 yards wide, 60 yards wide yeah, maybe 60 yards wide and like 200 yards deep. Mm-hmm. And the idea is is that the boat or the rifle hunter sits up in a stand, something comes out in the, into this clearing where the new growth is growing, and then they'll shoot and then they'll shoot the Situtunga. yeah. So we played around with them and uh, had one one day that was at the back end of one of those, and I did a two-hour stock on them, <laughs> got up on him, and then I double-clutched, and that, <laughs> was it, that was the end. Of, I double-clutched him at 18 yards, and that was the end of that one, never threw the arrow, but it was one of the, my best stocks I've ever done in my life. Yeah. You know, through a swamp, you know, falling in yeah. up to my neck, and <laughs> you know, still wouldn't. But the next day in that same, in that same uh, uh, cut, we got in there and there was there was some sitatunga's right by the shore and we could hear them and so we i got down and got in position and started walking you know to try to get a, a good shot and when i hit the right hand side of the cut he stepped out of the left hand side when i was broad open standing on a little <laughs> hill wide open and he could see me and so i just froze yeah. and he had no clue what i was but he knew something was there so yeah. he stopped yeah. And he's looking at me, and, you know, he's trying to figure me out. And he probably probably stared me down for about a minute. And um, I, just, I just froze. Um, and then he, uh, he put his head down and started eating. And so uh, as soon as he put his head down, I pulled back, and he didn't see me pull back. And then when I lifted my bow up, he got a little glimpse of movement. Mm-hmm. And so he knew he was back. Oh, excuse me, he was back on to me at that point. Well, he was quartering, he was quartering um, to the right a little bit. And so I had a pretty good quartering shot, and I put it, you know, right in the boilerplate and let the arrow go. And as soon as I did, he string jumped me. Mm-hmm. And I it was about a 40, 44 yard shot. And he string jumped me. And as he string jumped me, since he was such a, a quartering away shot from me, he threw his ass into my arrow, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and at that point, when I saw the arrow hit, the arrow hit, you know, dead center quarter, you know, the right quarter, and so the only direction that my arrow could go would be completely through the back upper quarter mm-hmm. on both sides. That was my, that was the only shot. And right. that, and at the, at that point, I'm thinking, oh shoot, I have blown a twenty-some odd thousand dollar hunt, yeah, because he string jumped me. But then, as soon as he took, you know, that's going through my mind, but as soon as he took that first step, it was, I've never seen it in all hunting I've ever done, it looked like someone was taking quart jars of blood and just throwing, <laughs> throwing. blood left and right. And I was like, I was like, holy smoke, you know, and so it ran about 20 yards and then dumped, jumped into the papayas again, and that was the end of it. And so, you know, we called, every, you know, called the trackers in and got everyone in and, you know. First law, of, you know, first law of hunting with a bow. If you make a bad shot, you give them at least an hour, two hours. Yeah. And so we made the decision we're gonna give them two hours. So um, Uganda Wildlife, as far as who we were with, you know, hunting with Malopa Karhari, and so the owner of Uganda Wildlife shows up and he gets a little antsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a he's a guy who likes to get things accomplished and gets things moving on. Right. And, mm-hmm. He had had enough after about an hour and 20 minutes, you know, was, <laughs> an hour and 30 minutes. He said, he said, I'm going in and I'm like going, ah, oh, man, please don't. And he's like, oh, I'm going in, you know, so he grabs a couple of trackers. He said, come on, boys, let's yeah. go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once they got to where, where the animal was, there's a the blood all over. Yeah. And he said, he said, this thing's dead, you know, and they got into the, in the, in the, the weeds and, you know, 10 yards in, he was thrown dead. I mean, he had been dead. He'd been dead. He was dead when I shot him. Yeah. But dead anyway, for an hour but, and 28 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know the reason I bring that story up is because I had a bad shot. Yeah. You know, and we all have them. We don't plan for them. Yep. But I had a bad shot, and I was shooting the heavy, heavy arrows, mm-hmm. heavy broadheads. I wasn't shooting a 100-grain, you know, fast arrow. I was shooting a slower arrow with a heavier broadhead and um you know it went completely through yeah and it was a complete pass through through both and in the process i cut that main artery in the back femoral and and that's what all the blood was coming out of the back end and i mean he literally bled out in 20 steps 25 steps he was completely bled out yeah
3: well one thing sorry sorry,
2: how big are those animals
1: they're probably, uh, probably 300 pounds. Oh, wow. So, okay. Okay. Also not small. Yeah. Probably maybe, two, maybe 250, maybe yeah. two, 250 uh, on They're a, pretty good-sized animals.
0: Between a mule and a whitetail, it sounds like, yeah. body-wise, yeah. Yeah, big, they're pretty good. Big
1: mule deer. They're pretty good-sized animals. But, you know, if I was shooting, you know, my original light stuff Mm -hmm. stuck him in the hip and been like oh yeah i would have been (laughs) i would have been over it (laughs) you know sore (laughs) there there would have been you know 15 inches 20 inches of arrow sticking out the side and i'd be 20 dollars poor without an (laughs) animal um but you know it worked out really well that i was able to do that yeah yeah Yeah. but what
3: i was going to just mention is that's a perfect scenario for like a lot of times we talk about heavier arrows being insurance for a, a potential bad shot. A lot of guys think that that only means bone. But if, if you have, whether it's your fault or the animal mood or whatever happened, if you don't hit where you intended, the only upside is to get as much penetration as you can. Yep. Yeah. That's regardless of where it hits. If something goes wrong and you hit wrong, you just want that broadhead going as far as possible. To maximize blood loss yep, right yep. and that's exactly what happened you got through it caught something important and it, and it worked yeah right?
0: so and, I mean that sound it's a I'm guessing if it's in that 250 300 pound range it's still like a fairly nimble animal and probably with it sounds like the environment they live in they've probably they're probably moving around quite a bit yeah. and uh and I find it interesting one of the big things that people talk about with using heavy arrows is it makes spotting and stalking like you know super difficult because uh, you know you have to uh, the trajectory is just too much when obviously it sounds like you know your your trajectory was on uh, the animal moved a little bit but you know still like people are like oh if you're off by a yard at 40 yards like you can't hit it yeah. it's like no it's it's not true that's people that have not actually shot heavy yeah, arrows yeah, yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> yeah and the, you know it, you know, the way I look at it, at least in Africa, you know, when you're in Africa and you're hunting, at least when you're hunting with us, uh, it's supposed to be that way with everyone, but uh, you have, your guide is standing right beside you. Right. right. And so, you know, the responsibility of the guide is not only to identify the animals to you and tell you, yes, this is the mature one, this is the one you want to take, but the other responsibility is to tell you that it's 28 yards. Right. Not that it's, be oh, it's about at 20, 30 yards. Right. His responsibility or her responsibility is to tell you it's 28 yards yeah it's 29 and a half yards or whatever so you know a little different in, at least in Africa for the most part you should know your distances right yeah you yeah. know and so and especially on the on the bigger animals if you got to take a, a rush shot or something like that my recommendation is don't shoot yeah yeah yep. you know That's, you're not gonna you're not gonna I mean, lose
2: your only opportunity because you didn't shoot yeah yeah, that, I tell people more, the same thing with. Oh, I hunt elk out you know, in Oregon, but uh, I tell people the same thing all the time. It's just like, well, they're like, well, you shoot a heavy arrow. I'm like, what if you are off on your yardage? It's like, well, when was the last time that you shot at a yardage that you can't identify yourself without a rangefinder? That, like, when did you take that shot? Because usually if I'm, you know, if, it, if I think it's 35 or more. I have time to range it. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they're far enough away. And that's
3: like when I'm running around by myself, that's kind of my rule of thumb is I have a hard limit on what I'm willing to self-range yeah. if yeah. needed. If if I'm pretty solid within 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's close to that or past that, I've got time. Yeah. 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 There's no rush. I can check the actual yardage. I can reposition if needed yeah. like it's not as huge of a concern as a lot of people yeah. make it out to be you
1: know and it sounds crazy but you know when i do blind hunting or you know if i'm hunting in a, in an elevated blind or something or even if i'm just hunting in a blind in africa the first thing i do is
3: i so range, range every stuff. freaking tree oh, yeah. and <laughs> rock or bush
1: or whatever and so you know i know what those ranges exactly. are yeah. i might be off you know a yard or something like that but it don't matter at but that point. at that point it doesn't matter yeah. you know unless you're trying to shoot 70 yards yeah you know if which
0: you should have time to range Yeah, <laughs> <which> <laughs> one, you should
1: have time to range but yeah i mean on the short shots you know anything from you know 15 to 40 yards you should have you should have all of your areas if you're sitting down by yourself known mm-hmm. you should know exactly when a deer steps out how far it is so yeah. yeah
0: tell us about this giraffe shot
1: yeah, so uh, on this on the same hunt that I did the the Cape Buffalo on, um,
2: you just we had spotted time. What a what a, well, what a trip! <laughs> Buffalo and giraffe on the same trip.
0: Whew.
1: We had um, we had spotted the first day. We spotted this black spidered ooh, giraffe. Yeah. I'm into that, I mean, I mean, totally off from the normal giraffe pattern, color, and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're about three or four hours into the safari, and I asked Rudolph. I said, "Hey." Then I shoot that. <laughs> and he said, yeah, but not until after you shoot your buffalo. And I was like, okay, nah, I can deal with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we hunted buffalo, as I said, for five or six days before we finally got them. And um, once we got them, I was, you know, after we took all the pictures and got it back to the shed, <laughs> so I, how about I that started <laughs> rubbing my hands together. And I said, let's go find that giraffe. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that giraffe had been in the same area for four months within a half a mile. And that's what the the outfitter was telling us. Same area for four months. So and we load up, looking for him. We go there, <laughs> and we've seen him every day, every day, all day long. We've seen him. You know, every time we drive down that one area of the of the of the, uh, the ranch, you know, we could see him. We get there and we can't find him.
0: Of course, yep. big, big
1: giraffe. So big giraffe
2: can't find. Him. Not sure how a giant animal like yeah. that can hide. But
1: <laughs> so um, two days later. Um, you know by this point now we've got every tracker every skinner uh the guy who milks the cow uh, <laughs> we've got everyone that's involved in the in the operation out hunting this or hunting this ranch i call it a ranch i mean it was probably you know a hundred thousand acres so yeah pretty pretty good side <laughs> area you know and so uh we got everyone out and all of a sudden we get a call hey hey he's over here and uh We were like, that's five miles away. And uh, the guy's like, I don't think that's the same one. And and so he called back on the radio and said, you sure it's the black one with the spider? Yeah, it's the black one with the spider. He's like, okay. So we loaded up and we got over there. Sure enough, a female had come into heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always women, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> things we do for love. <laughs> and uh, so he had taken off, and that's uh, that's why we found him five miles away. You know, he's like two mountain ranges over, and uh, <laughs> probably just a couple couple skips for him. Yeah. So you know, again, I'm shooting that nine hundred fifty grains or that nine hundred fifty grain setup. Yeah. Um, and we get up on him, and you know, we're spotting and stalking, and, me and the pH get up on him, and we get on him at forty yards, and he said okay when he steps out he's going to be at 40 yards and so he steps out at 40 yards and he said you know put it right through the shoulder and i'm okay here's a test of yeah. the, here, here's a <laughs> test of the equipment you still shooting that ashley broadhead yeah i'm still shooting the, ash broadhead on yeah, the, still shooting the ash, ashley broadhead 950 grain and i said here's the test so you know i pull up and find the star that he's telling me to shoot or the spider he tells me to shoot at and I release that arrow and it goes away. It disappears, and you know it went through went through the shoulder, through the heart, and through the you know the shoulder on the other side. It didn't get a complete pass through on it, right? Um, I think it got a little bit of leg bone on the back side mm. uh, you know, to slow it down, but uh, it. I mean, it was complete, complete, uh, not complete pass through, but it was everything Full except, head. yeah. 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 I mean, the broadhead was, was on the, was pushing the skin out on the backside. Yeah, gotcha. You know, yeah. you know, so it was everything except,
0: the, you know, complete pass. Man, that, that's at 40 yards. That's a really impressive. Well, I
3: mean, impressive. it's not a small animal. <laughs> yeah, oh, giraffes I mean, Huge. they're large. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And again, it went 30 yards, stone dead. Yeah. <laughs> one minute, one and a half minute, stone dead. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, not only did we not have to track either one of those animals, you know, shooting that big, heavy stuff uh they were both stone dead so they didn't suffer yeah you know, exactly it Absolutely. Wasn't, you know, there was no there was no tracking involved with either one of yeah. them if we needed to track either one of them there was plenty of blood to track
0: them yeah. yeah and that's kind of something that that you know we're we're big proponents of for this specifically because we yeah uh, we feel like as as hunters like we're uh you know everyone there's lots of internal bickering between hunters and stuff like that but really what we what we have to defend ourselves against is the people who are trying to take hunting away completely and when people see these poor setups equate to yeah 20 yeah yeah, equate to suffering animals and it not being a quick inhumane death they automatically think oh these bow hunters are assholes yeah and then but they don't understand that there's people like you know, at the ABF and and people like you, Doug, that that are you know shooting these animals with the proper equipment to quickly dispatch them and and do it in a humane manner. So,
1: you know, my first couple of years, you know, I I got a number of animals that are stuck, that are walking around with broadheads in them, you yep. know, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but and we, you we know, learn, we learn. That's that's the case. But I think if I would have been shooting the heavier arrows on. On most of them, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna say on all of them, yeah. but on most of them that I would have gotten the item. Yeah,
2: well, it doesn't
0: work a hundred percent of the time, but it definitely like
2: robs it's, it's It stacks insurance. the deck.
3: Yeah, you you know, know, it, it's, yeah. All you're doing is Increase. stacking the deck and increasing yourself insurance. Yeah, you know, absolutely, and. That's all you can do. Yeah. yeah, It's all about increasing your odds.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially over there where everything wants to kill you in Africa. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. Those are some really cool stories. Uh, so where, where can people check out your outfit at? Um, we're at Molopo Kalahari Safaris. Uh, you can find us on the
1: internet. Okay. We're uh, uh, kalaharihunting.com. Cool. Um be more than glad to talk to anyone and if you'd like to get a hold of me personally you can reach me at doug underscore haywood h-a-y-w-o-o-d at yahoo.com or 703-674-9164 and we'd be more than happy to set anyone up on any type of uh, bow hunt in africa or if you just got some questions and want to talk talk give me a holler be more than happy to help out
0: cool awesome
1: well, thanks, Doug. Appreciate I, it. Uh, no problem. I yeah. enjoyed it, and yeah. uh, again, thanks a lot. And uh, for those who are listening to this, I highly recommend uh, Grizzly Six. Give them a call. Just tell them what you're interested in doing, and what you want to do, and what your limits are. And yeah, that's um, very important. And that's a, that's a key you know key element. What your limits are, and, and what you're planning on doing, and just be straight with them, and they'll be straight with you, and you'll be able to
0: get the animal on the ground. Awesome. Cool. Perfect. Thanks again. This this has been great. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. You too.